The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So we start this guided meditation, or meditation, is to ask if one of you would be willing to come up here and once people are close their eyes and settled in a little bit, if you would uh, quiet, calmly, slowly kind of read these definitions. Does anybody want volunteer to do that? Read this. Great. So, um, so okay, so the rest of you, if you could take your meditation posture. And, and uh, see, she, uh, Ellen should have the mic. There, oh, there she goes. Okay. So take a meditation posture. And gently close your eyes. And take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And settle into your body. Breathing deeply, breathing deeply a few times. And meditation can be a form of metta for oneself, caring for oneself. And then if you, uh, and then as you hear Ellen read <clears throat> these different definitions, See if any of them in particular resonate with you as an attitude that you can have towards yourself. A way of holding yourself, relating to yourself. Goodwill, wishing no harm, naturally occurring, also Intentional effort involved. Kindness, the capacity to respond from a state of heart, gentle, compassionate, selfless, simple, tender, and supportive. Friendliness projects Openness, welcomeness, safety, elicits warm responses from others, no expectations, easy to fake. Connection creates a change in attitude. Loving kindness, radiant, non-judgmental attitude of generosity, acceptance, and goodwill. So as you sit here, Bring yourself to mind. 
bring yourself to mind so in a way that <clears throat> maybe you have an image of yourself or maybe it's a felt sense right now of feeling yourself from the inside. Some way in which you bring yourself to mind, hold yourself in attention and see if there's any way in which a tenderness, a warmth, an openness, generosity can be towards yourself. Perhaps putting aside maybe slightly any ways in which you may be hard towards yourself or judgmental or Maybe the same way that if maybe you're, you feel a little bit off one day or don't feel good for some reason and a friend comes along and you, and you clearly feel that your friend has goodwill or generosity or kindness towards you, cares about you. And it makes some difference to know. In the same way, can you have friendliness, a caring, generous, friendly attitude towards yourself? Where it's good to know that you would like your own well-being. You would like yourself to be happy or content or safe. You yourself are an important person, equally important to anyone else. No need to diminish yourself or dismiss yourself, your value. And then I'm going to say the classic words for loving-kindness practice. And don't, do not repeat them after me, just listen to them. Listen to what resonates inside or, or see if there's anything, any positive, useful ways of associating these words to something inside, something personal. May I, I'll say you for you, so may you be happy. May you be safe. Be healthy. 
may you be at ease. And is there any reference point within where you can have this kind of attitude towards yourself? Maybe it's a warmth in your heart, a feeling in your body. Maybe it's an intention or an image that you hold yourself with or thoughts you have. And as if like a gentle wind that blows within. Now gently repeat silently the following words. And as you say them, see if you can connect the words to some attitude of metta, some attitude of goodwill or kindness or friendliness within. Silently repeat this. May I be happy. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May I be at ease. can be nice to imagine that the last word of each sentence is like a pebble that's dropped into a pond that sends ripples outwards, pebble that settles into the bottom of the pond. And say the last word as you do the sentence and let yourself get quiet so you can hear the reverberations, the effect of this quality has on you. May I be happy. May I be safe.
May I be healthy. May I be at ease. And then quietly continue on your own with these phrases or with just one or two of them as you wish, repeating them gently. Maybe each time you say the last word, let the mind become quiet, letting go of any other thoughts you have so you can better feel within you what is associated with this form of goodwill or kindness or friendliness. And like the waves ripple out from the pebble in the pond, let that ripple out through your body, your heart, your mind. And let the saying or the phrases have a kind of steadiness to them. Stay connected, stay here, letting go of your distractions. One phrase at a time. If the exact meaning of one of these words doesn't quite work for you, you can still say the words, but just associate the word with an attitude of goodwill or friendliness, of of caring for yourself. So that friendliness gets watered, gets fanned, gets nourished. 
as you say the phrases, <clears throat> see if you can let go of the discursive thinking in the mind, more complicated story making of the mind, conversations of the mind. And let that part of the mind be more filled with the simple phrases. And as you say the phrases, letting go into some some quality and attitude that the phrases represent. In the classic sequence of loving-kindness, <clears throat> the instructions are to begin with oneself. And the reason for that is that as you can have this deeper, friendly connection to yourself, goodwill for yourself, care for yourself, that will give you a foundation from which to have metta, loving kindness for others. You'll know experientially within yourself something about what's possible for other people within themselves. The idea is the growth of loving kindness for yourself. Allows for a greater care, goodwill, friendliness for others. So as in last minutes of doing this practice, saying the phrases, perhaps this idea can help you settle in, connect to something in, something that's valuable inside of yourself that you would wish on others.
And then to end this sitting, <clears throat> take a minute or so just to sit quietly. No phrases, no words. Just sit and let whatever is happening for you show itself, be here for you. So in this classic Instructions for Loving-Kindness, there's a use of these phrases. And, um, and they're not meant to be just mantras that we just repeat over and over again. But certainly the meaning behind the phrases is important. So we have to find some meaning that works for us, that's helpful for us. And so that takes some creativity maybe to find to what, what's, you know, how we understand them that's beneficial. And also it does involve an intention and, and, you know, so there, can we find within ourselves the intention to wish someone well, to wish happiness or well-being or contentment or whatever to someone? And um, the um, and it's also it's pretty significant uh, to just to uh, want to have intention to someone. So even if you can't don't don't have intention to want someone well, the fact that you would like that to be the case. <laughs> is good enough for this practice. And um, as I said, the, the, the classic instructions begins with oneself. And, uh, and the reason for that is so that somehow we become a resource or become so, have something, some inner experience that makes it richer for us to understand the inner experience of someone else. So it's easier to wish them well. This ancient text, the Path of Purification, says, recommends we start with oneself, but that um, uh, you cannot get, get as concentrated if you do yourself as you do someone else. So exactly why that is, you, we can speculate. The uh, other thing is, um, uh, so what, what this classic instruction does, it goes through these categories. So they start with self, and then it's a benefactor, and then you do it towards someone who's a friend, and then what's called a neutral person, and then in the ancient language is called an enemy. 
but in um, modern America we tend to say a difficult person. And, um, and the, the principle is you start where it's easiest and then you go to where it's second easiest, third easiest, fourth easiest. And as you go through, you know, where it's a little bit more difficult, a little more difficult, and you do it slowly over a long period of time perhaps to discover how to have goodwill, friendliness, and open heart to, um, to these different categories of people. So if, if, you, if oneself is the easiest, then hopefully a benefactor is almost as easy, someone you have a benefactor or a teacher or something. And so, but if, it, if there's a little bit, little bit of a rub there, you know, like you're not quite sure there was once upon a time that benefactor said something unkind and, or kind of didn't return a phone call or something and, and you have, you're still holding it a little bit. So then you would work with that. You'd, you, you'd go through it and recognize where you're still closed or tight or something. And you'd be working on it until you open it up again. And you have a free-flowing feeling of friendliness. And then you'd go maybe to the next person who, or next category of people who's a little bit harder. So maybe a friend is harder than a benefactor because a friend, you know, you've been around, you know this person for a long time, you care a lot for this person, but there's been a number of things that's happened, you know, over those 35 years that you haven't forgotten. <laughs> and so then you would work on that and try to expand so you have this free-flowing feeling of openness and goodwill. And then the neutral person. And finally, you know, way down the line, you do the difficult person, the enemy. And that might be a big challenge to do that. And so the principle is start where it's easy and then slowly expand it outwards. For some people, it's not, uh, oneself is not the easiest person. For some people, actually, maybe in ancient India it was easier to do oneself, but in modern America, at least... (laughs) Sometimes the self is the difficult person. So, but the principle is what's important. So you start where it's easy. And uh, I've known people who started with their dogs. That was where it's easy. Or I've known people who start with the Dalai Lama. Somehow, I know some people who Dalai Lama, you know, can do no wrong. And just like, they see the picture of him and they get all soft and nice. And so, um, you know, so, you know, something, some, 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 you know, figure like that. Uh, or it could be some grandparent, or whatever, whatever it is that would help you to make it where it's easy. So it's, it's an entry point to it, and then you would, the principles. You know, you go and expand out. You know, into your, uh, where it's easy, where it's less easy and less easy. You know, and so eventually you can have this open goodwill um, towards everyone. To, and that point, you start doing it towards all beings, the category. Then you open up, and and then you can do all beings in a way that's a little bit more realistic than you do all beings in the abstract. The, you know, but in, the, in reserve, you have questions about people, um, and that's a beautiful. It's a uh, it's a beautiful process to do. It's a nice thing to engage in. Um, you don't have you don't you don't expect to do it quickly to go through the categories quickly and expect it to have automatic goodwill to all, all being, but it's a process of working and understanding. And a lot of it, a lot of self understanding might come in the process, uh, understanding how you work, your attitudes towards people, your attitude towards yourself, your attitudes that might interfere. Uh, with all this. And that self-understanding is an important part of the process. Sometimes there's uh, difficult feelings and emotions are elicited from this practice. Anger, sadness, all kinds of things come up. Um, If it does, uh, I think it's best to see that uh, that as a good thing. It means the practice is working. As opposed to, oh no, I can't have love and I'm failing in this. It's actually working. It's, It's beginning to tenderize or find out what's where the challenges are and what's that buried in there. 
and then you have to decide whether it's useful to continue with loving kindness or whether to switch to mindfulness and, and hold the difficult feelings in some different way. But it's fine for it to happen. Um, so, would anyone like to share a little bit uh, what it was like to do that meditation? And it'd be nice to have a number of you to get a range, of, I mean, a wide range, because there's many people here in different... All the responses, all the ways in which it was is fine. Some of you probably was nice, some of you it was difficult. So it'd be nice to hear some. Yeah, you can start, Jim. No, no, I was just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like I'm still in this place where um, um, I I need to have faith in the process, and it's not really happening. But probably these people are pretty smart, and they you know they they really is it exists, and just you know. It's like that point in the process where um, you have to hang in there, and um, so, and and for me, what that looks like is sort of not like zoning out, but trying to like not be able to f- to really like get in a groove or, um, um, kind of like having things, you know, uh, sensations happen or feelings or visions happen, and then. T- and then sort of like, okay, this is what happened. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, what is the thing I'm supposed to do? Oh, yeah, easy. I mean, happy, you know. See, so for you, uh, you, get, you get distracted easily. That's what's one, of the thing, one of the things that's happening for you. So, so the faith is that if you keep doing it, the distractions will lessen and you're able to stay on track. Is that the idea? Well, also that there's, like, that there's an understanding uh, or like a, a visceral sense of the process. That, mm-hmm. um, that comes into place, yes. There yeah. is definitely a process that's understood. Someone else? I'm glad you um, said something about that having um, these uh, tender feelings towards oneself is, in my experience, that's the hardest yeah. thing to do. So I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Um, uh, I keep coming back to the analogy of the path and if I'm to be happy or my favorite word is content particularly with myself I have to know I'm on the path to do these various things and that I'm moving it can't just be, oh, I'm on the path, but I don't do anything. I have to be doing something. If I want to be a kinder man, I have to find ways to be kind to myself and other people. And if I do that, I tell myself I'm on the path, and that's good enough, and I'm happy. That's Sort of where that meditation brought me back to that. Mm. So it has to. You have to see the results in order to kind of feel like it's working. 
And some of the results are not from having an attitude, but from acting more kindly. Thank you. Um, For me, I saw and kind of explored how it's very important to me the notion that I have been acting kindly um, and from a place of kindness that isn't so contrived. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, the phrases brought a... uh, So I was looking in the phrases to to kind of integrate a feeling of uh, the phrases that was contrived or in some way or fabricated with the uh, more sort of underlying sense. Um, and just like finding that meeting point Great. was a, an exploration that uh, was interesting to me and kind of moved, moved towards an authentic sense of the phrases. And Great. Great. Well, nice. Yeah, it'd be ni- nice if the phrases can come out of an authentic place, their expression of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, sometimes we have to say the phrases until that connection is made. I think that um, the what you said, the word mantra, that it can um, get, it could be done. These loving kindness exercises can be sound like a mantra, and then it's all sort of in your head. Right. So, what I've tried to do is is also accompany it with this sense of like. Like right now, I feel I feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel free from fear and all those things. So, I try to bring it with that feeling too. It's like this is this is happiness. You know, this is freedom nice. from fear, and it just sort of brings it alive a little bit more for great, me. Great. Yes, that's very nice. So the idea with loving kindness is not for it to be a mantra, but to really be connected to a variety of different things. And one of them is a feeling that you, you, you described. If that's accessible, to feel that. Sometimes it can be a very nice feeling that grows and develops if it's accessible. It can also be an intention. So you can, uh, not, doesn't, not a feeling, but it's a clear sense of intention. This is what I'd like. I'd like someone to be happy. And it could also be an image. Some people find it's very helpful to have an image. The image of a friend or image of oneself. And somehow the, saying the phrases and having the image makes it come alive for some people. I kind of had a st- stumbled... Um, dealing with things that are kind of more in my control versus things that seem kind of control or affected by external events like health and um, free uh, uh, safety, mm-hmm. and also when I think about um, may all beings be happy, it just seems so overwhelming to think about the suffering that is actually occurring. That that almost seems like a uh, you know, almost futile. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's, there's important issues to look at, yeah. and um, <clears throat> you know, well, next next time we'll start talking about compassion, which touches into these things, the, the suffering in the world. Um, but if you consider that one of the one of the things that's uh, make, make very helpful, I think, with loving kindness practice, all these, is to think that you're really doing it for yourself, even though the expression is made others, may all beings be happy. It isn't that, uh, you know, they might not know about that you have that wish. You're just doing it yourself. But it's, uh, you're really doing it for yourself because it's uh, good for you to have a heart that's open. Uh, And the alternative to have a heart that's closed is actually harmful for you. And so this attitude, may all beings be happy, 
yes, there are, there's suffering in the world, yes, there, you know, but, but right now we're focusing just having that open heart. And some, some people find that, that that makes it a little easier. Keep it really simple, find a way to just open your heart. I studied uh, in the Tibetan Kagyu tradition for many years, and we used to sing it, and so I'd like to sing it uh, for you now. May all beings be happy, may all beings be free, may all beings be safe, may all beings be enlightened. Mm, How nice. Thank you. Okay, one more, and then we'll move on. Hi, I'm Anne. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's uh, okay to uh, not be able to uh, wish happiness for a difficult person. So uh, that yeah. was the only stumbling block that I really felt that I had. So <laughs> I'm um, feeling pretty decent about having taken some steps to get a difficult person out of my life. Mm-hmm. So I know that'll be good for that person and good for me. So uh, this has been very helpful. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for saying that. It gives me a chance to say that uh, uh, you're under no obligation to be a kind, friendly person. <laughs> and, um, you know, or, to, or you're under no obligation to be kind and friendly to everyone, you know, in the world. Um, the, um, so you're freed from that kind of heavy duty, you know, like, you know, this is, you know, uh, it just, but it's, it's a nice idea, you know, to have friendliness and kindness to some people. And it's nice to expand the circle of people you include, and you might want to include it to include everyone, but uh, you don't have to be burdened under like you're like a bad person or a bad Buddhist because you don't include everyone. Um, uh, it's really good to, to, you know, let's just celebrate that the fact that you're friendly towards two people, you know. <laughs> that's really great. It's better than, you know, none. <laughs> And then, you know, if you can expand it from there, that's great. So it's more like it's all good. It's all good. This, this is a realm of all good, this loving-kindness practice. And uh, you don't have to have any idea of bur- he- being, you know, heavy burden that thou shalt be kind. So then, then it's hard to be creative. And Yes? Um, you just, yeah, I just had like an aha moment when you said that. Uh, because I, I have uh, run into people on occasion who I feel are, they're just so nice, I want to kill them, <laughs> right? And, and it feels phony to me. It feels artificial. And, and so my aha moment is, I bet those people are feeling that they are under obligation oh. to be kind and nice to everybody, and that's seeping through, that it isn't really, it isn't feel, really authentic. They're forcing it because yeah. they're feeling they have to, yeah. Now. Yeah. So now that will allow me to be uh, less judgmental towards them. More and generous to them. More generous, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So before we go for lunch, I'd like to, to um, have a little conversation with one other person. So four, four little pairs. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe how we do this is about five minutes each. I'll ring a bell after five minutes, halfway through, so that uh, you know it's kind of time to sh- switch you can go back and forth. It's a little bit relaxed, this thing. It doesn't have to be just a monologue. But, uh, but more like the first five minutes is more one person has a chance to speak, and the second five minutes, the second one has a chance to speak. And uh, 
And the topic is to um, um, to talk about a situation, a circumstance, a time in your life where uh, uh, you had a lot of uh, goodwill toward yourself, a lot of good, generous, uh, warmth, friendliness towards yourself. Was there a time in your life where you, you know, that it just felt clean and healthy and nice? It wasn't like like selfish goodwill, like. You know, I'm going to really, uh, I'm going to be generous to myself. I'm going to get, you know, chocolate ice cream today and just gorge, you know. I deserve the chocolate ice cream and, you know, more chocolate, you know. You know, uh, that, that, I don't know if that's quite the same. So something that feels, I don't know how to exactly say it, but some, uh, um, something that was, um, some, some attitude of goodwill, of kindness, of friendliness towards yourself that was somewhat simple, but also... Um, Nurturing, meaningful, helpful, healing, um, uh, you know, something. So was there any ever a time in your life where you had such an attitude? And what was going on for you? What was the, what was circumstances? What was that like for you? It can be very small. Um, and um, it doesn't have to be a big event or big thing. It could be one particular event where you remember. So... Um, um, and if you can't quite remember or something memory that like that, um, do the next best thing that's close to it. It could be the chocolate. It's okay. Does that make uh, make enough sense? So why don't you uh, pair up with someone? And if you don't find a, um, someone to pair up with, walk towards the front. Then you'll meet the other people you're not finding. And then there's only one person left because we're uh, a. a so, there was a lot of energy in here. <laughs> so, um, what I'm curious to hear from a few of you is the, the contrast, perhaps, between doing the loving-kindness meditation, may I be happy, practice we did, uh, compared to um, having a discussion about some time in your life when you had goodwill towards yourself. What can you learn from that contrast? What do you notice about that difference between those two? Were they exactly the same? Or what, did you, what did you learn from that? One, one thing I learned is that when I was expressing my experience of ease or peace, um, I could touch it, but it was more a story about it. But when I was listening and engaged in my my dyad's expression, uh-huh. I could feel mm. the peace and uh-huh. ease. Nice. And how about compared to your meditation you did earlier? Um, that was also a little bit more difficult to connect to and easier with a, a... I felt, when I was doing my meditation, I felt a deep sense of softness and uh-huh. ease but when I was talking about Body. it it was more a story about mm. it In- interesting but when I was the when I was present and listening and and uh, you know trying to take in yeah. another person's expression story I was able to feel more that ease great yeah Good. very nice thank you That's it. 
You speak. You spoke for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, it was a very different experience doing the meditation and talking. Um, in talking, felt much more uh, just sort of mode of talking, and meditating felt like I was able to move into more of a felt sense of kind of a felt world of felt sense exploration. Mm. And um, but they were both. Um, useful because it was interesting to see how I kind of presented this story of me <laughs> versus um, just this inner world and um, um, you know and yet there was something similar between the two that was just this aware- awareness of what's occurring which which actually does feel connected to um, uh, the deepest sense of what my mind is trying to figure out. Uh-huh. Uh, mind's trying to move towards uh-huh. uh, a loving sense of things, but um, nice. I don't know if it'll ever get there. <laughs> nice, moving towards that. Beautiful. So, yes. Well, I thought it was pretty interesting, you know, um, doing the... Um, Meta for my for myself, uh, um, you know there was there, there was some tenses. I didn't get really as deep as I do other times, but then this exercise when we talked about how we uh, we you know experiences you know what we've done, um, how that brings um, loving kindness to ourselves. We went into rescuing animals from the pound and what a good feeling that is, how we take care of our bodies, um, uh, you know, in doing good deeds, smiling to a person, and how these kind of simple acts really bring that essence, you know, mm-hmm. just that... Um, we don't need to sit on a cushion and, and meditate. That nice. Those acts really complement it. Nice. So if you want to, f- if you want to uh, feel good, help someone else. <laughs> Thank you. Anyone else? It's okay, Joe. You don't have to hurry. We have all the time. This is a mindfulness meditation group. We, could, we, can, we know to kind of, we can all kind of, it's actually useful to give time and we process. So, so thank you for helping. Uh, I'm not sure this is responsive to what you originally asked, but um, one thing that came up, I, first of all, I noticed I changed the word um, when I, well, confidence to over times when I was very, very confident. Mm. And I noticed that um, in, in Anne's and my conversation, it came to me, actually, and I didn't mention this part to uh, Anne, Ramdas said, when you're in love, you're in love with everybody. Mm. You go through the checkout line and the cashier you're in love with. <laughs> 
And there's a, there's a real truth to that with regard to this aspect, too, and I'm really feeling confident. Mm. Uh, I'm really very open toward other people. I'm not projecting on them that they necessarily feel confident, but it, it is, it's sort of like the in love thing for me. Thank you, Mick. Uh, when we were meditating, we started with not harming and then went farther. I couldn't get beyond not harming. I just tried to stay there. And uh, um, uh, just think of the non-harming atmosphere you could make, you know, how to do that. Um, the talking was quite different. <laughs> uh, I was talking about when I was a little kid and my dog was very happy at a certain moment, you know. So it was, it, it was very different for me, the two different things. Mm, nice. Um, I noticed that when, when you asked that question, I was like, there's something emotional or tender that came up, like, just the idea of like um, trying to like think of a literal example of like hap- happiness, ha- you know, like the concreteness or something of that made it a lot more tender. Mm. So with that tenderness, uh, what, what do you think it would be like then that to do loving kindness in the wake of that tenderness or with that tenderness in meditation? Oh, I think it would be, it would be I don't know, it would be great. <laughs> it would be, I mean... It would feel like re- really well. That that's a weird question because it, it, it then it's it's like so energetic, you know. Then that the energy is how does that energy relate to happy or ease, content? Yeah. So you might want to see if you uh, change the words for loving kindness. Maybe happy and content. Maybe maybe tender is a better word if it has a good energy. And also, next time you, you maybe feel that kind of tenderness, if you have the opportunity, see if then you can do the loving-kindness meditation and see if it keeps you less distracted. See if you're more connected then. It might be an interesting experiment. Great, everyone. Thank you. Some, oh, yes. One last one, then we'll stop. Maybe the batteries. <laughs> Battery might be out. Give me a second. Thanks, Richard. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, till he turns it on. At some point in my years at IMC, uh, I heard a phrase for Meta that included. May you or may I be free from inner and outer harm. And it somewhat summed up the safe, happy, peaceful content. But I liked it in addition to those because it reminded me that the inner harm might not just be bacteria or cancer cells, but the inner harm would be negative self-talk. And just a reminder that sometimes contentment is simply a lack of negative self-talk. Nice. Very nice. Thank you.
Yeah, the classic language of these phrases is more like what you said, free of, free of harm. And um, I, I, for myself, I like saying it a little more positively. So I say safety, which is kind of the same, but a little, my, my mind a little bit, and, uh, and healthy rather than free of affliction. But some people find the saying the negative actually is more meaningful. So it depends, both, you know, all, there's all kinds of options. You have to find out what works for you. I, mean, I want to underscore how important it is not to think that there's the right way of doing loving-kindness practice. And if you don't do the right way, you're not, then it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't work. I think we all are really appreciating your wisdom as a teacher today in, in that regard. Thank you. So um, thank you all. So let's do, uh, take our uh, lunch break. And uh, people know how we'll set up tables in the outer room and, and talk. And, and let's start in here again at one thirty.